welcome to the Bitcoin Developer Show. One of the first things I first worked on in the Bitcoin space was something called BitSwitch. It was an idea that came to me while I was sleeping and I was having a dream about people talking about Bitcoin and saying it was used for laundering money and I had a vision of a laundry machine with cash in it whirling around and I woke up thinking, wow, I wonder if I can make a washing machine turn on with a Bitcoin payment. So I came up with this idea of the Bitcoin based switch and timer, switch and timer based Bitcoin payment device had all these different names for it. Wanted to make a switch turn on with a Bitcoin payment, wanted to make a clock start with a Bitcoin payment. Eventually, I got down to the brass and wrote an Arduino sketch and created a lamp on my desk with my partner, Anthony Bradley. And we were up for about three days straight drinking coffee and getting stoned and working on making this Arduino turn on and hit a relay when a Bitcoin payment was sent to a specific Bitcoin address. So it was very simple. If this Bitcoin address receives this much Bitcoin, then this pin will turn from off to on. Hooked a relay up to the pin on the Arduino, hooked the relay up to the lamp cord, and when we got our first Bitcoin payment to the address, the light turned on. It was amazing. The idea that a machine could listen to Bitcoin was what I was intimately focused on because I had the theory that Bitcoin is not necessarily for people, it's for machines. A self-driving car needs to pay a gas pump for gas without a person in it. And that wouldn't be done with a Visa card and the car would not have a driver's license or an identity, but it could have a Bitcoin wallet. And the car's Bitcoin wallet could pay the gas pump, and the gas pump would respond by putting gas in the car. A machine paying another machine. That was my epiphany for how important Bitcoin was. It may make a lot of people money. It may be a good hard asset to compete with deflation, inflation, manipulation. It may be something that is equivalent to gold, or it may be something that's equivalent to Visa. All those possibilities are real, but I thought that Bitcoin was most important to machines, the Internet of Things. So I created a company called Bitcoin Kinetics, and we made a lot of different machines. The first versions of a Bitcoin ATM, washing machines, gas pumps, parking meters, lights, door locks things that responded to Bitcoin payments. 
we also open sourced the BizSwitch software, the code, for Arduinos and Raspberry Pis, so that anyone could put the BitSwitch software on any open source microcontroller and make their devices talk to Bitcoin. Now, we even sold stock on CryptoStocks.com in one of the very first ICOs using cryptocurrency-based stock. We also issued real stock in California. And in the early days, 2011, 2010, 2012, these ideas were very conceptual. There was no term ICO yet. But we were successful. We sold a little bit of crypto stock. We bought some equipment and we bought a Samsung washing machine and empty gas pumps and built the first version of a Bitcoin ATM, the first version of the bit washer, and the second version of a gas pump. So the idea that machines would talk to Bitcoin were very important. That's what I believed. On top of that, the bit switch idea was the very first smart contract using Bitcoin. It was long before the Ethereum network was around. And the idea that a smart contract or code would be held by a machine was what I believed a smart contract should be. I was asked by Charles Hoskinson and Joseph Levin to work on Ethereum. And me and Anthony and our Bitcoin Kinetics team were mining Ethereum long before Ethereum went public. We were experimenting with the Ethereum network, but it really rubbed me the wrong way that a smart contract would be held by the network and not by a device. I had my disagreements with the way that Ethereum was using smart contracts, was using JavaScript, and was using SHA-3. But that aside, I don't think smart contracts should be held by a network where the network could be manipulated and those smart contracts could be changed. I believe air gapping, hardware wallet, offline devices should be where the smart contract is held. And using Bitcoin, we can even have a device listen to a broadcast of the block header from a satellite, and the device doesn't necessarily need to be networked like a hardware wallet where it can be manipulated. That was my security thinking upon a smart contract. So the bit switch was this idea and gave it away, tried to propose it to Google, to Intel, even the Department of Defense, so that machines at Google, at Intel, in the military, would be able to talk to Bitcoin. And I think that idea bloomed into so many more ideas that the world has become a better place. It may even be involved with why we have such things as ransomware using Bitcoin. Because ransomware using Bitcoin is a very similar piece of software to BitSwitch. It's kind of like it, it's been inverted as a weapon. Another idea that came from BitSwitch was BitCongress. 
was the idea of creating a piece of legislation or a BIP, a Bitcoin improvement proposal, a, a piece of law in code that would be voted on and activated on by voting tokens or by signature signing, but the root being Bitcoin was the network that voting and legislation would be done on. So BitCongress was an idea that took BitSwitch into a whole evolution of legislation, voting, tallying, and agreeing upon actual law. And that idea is so very deep and complicated, but it was rooted in the idea that I believe like a machine should be able to talk to a machine and spend money from a machine to machine, that a person should be able to write their own law, vote on their own law, have other people vote on their law, and that law, programmically, if it is consensus, consensus agreed upon, that that law should be pushed to machines. So the machine will follow that law, or that code, or that rule. As an example, the speed limit on paper in law, 35 miles an hour, I believe a self-driving car should be able to understand that law. So that law should not just be written on parchment paper and signed by senators. It should be written in C++ so that a machine could understand that law as well as a human. But that's very forward thinking. So my idea was we're going to live in a machine world. And then our government is going to be in a machine world. And the Bit Congress idea bloomed into inspiring and maybe being used on different forms and levels into decentralized autonomous organizations. Projects like BitNation were created, a whole country. And BitNation reached out to me to use Bit Congress as a form of governance. A lot of ideas that have created little bits of substance, but not enough to compete with the United States, the Congress, or the US dollar. But the concepts are still there. So that was my roots in working on Bitcoin, was not necessarily changing Bitcoin's core, Bitcoin's development code, but making Bitcoin usable in a machine world. So when I call myself a Bitcoin developer, I've not contributed to a Bitcoin improvement proposal because I don't believe that is the place that I could contribute. I contributed by building things with Bitcoin. And there are plenty of people out there who we would consider Bitcoin developers, who have not worked on Bitcoin Core, but who have created wallets, or applications, or smart contracts, or hardware, or software that uses Bitcoin. There are teachers out there that explain Bitcoin. And that's one of the things I did in the early days with the Bitcoin Academy, was try to teach children how to use Bitcoin, which I successfully taught many hundreds of children how to use Bitcoin from the ages 12 to 18. I think 
there is so much that you and me can contribute to Bitcoin without having to be a code writing Bitcoin developer on GitHub. But one of the things I want to do is reach out to those people that are contributing to Bitcoin Core, Bitcoin's networks like Lightning and Counterparty and Liquid, and have them explain their origin stories like I have. Explain what motivated them to work on Bitcoin like I just did. I think those stories are awesome, and I want to know what motivates the Bitcoin developers to come to the table. I also want to know what makes us all think in the similar communal way. What is the one thing that makes us all feel united? Why are we all working on Bitcoin? I think that's what's important. And um, I've been working on Bitcoin for more than a decade. It's been a hell of a roller coaster. It's put me in prison, it's put me in military bases, and it has put me on stage with creator of Litecoin, with Edward Snowden, and with a bunch of shitcoin developers that want to make money and take your Bitcoin. I like being able to see the faces, seeing the white of the eyes, of everyone working on Bitcoin. I think that's so important. And in a world where a lot of people aren't traveling yet, it's important to have access on the internet to the people working on Bitcoin. And there's a lot of people on Twitter that talk to each other, but the excess is limited. So I want to have the origin stories, the work described, the current issues explained by all the Bitcoin developers. So if you're a Bitcoin developer and you want to talk about what you're working on, reach out because I'm starting this show now to humanize us and to get us in the same room so we could have some important conversations. And if that's something you're interested in, I'm here for you. Okay? Have a good day, Bitcoin. I'll talk to you later.